Because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. And then when it's always hunting season. Uncle Herman, you can't keep us in suspense any longer. Come on, Pop! Tell us about the neat prize you won. All right, all right, all right. The Munsters, mind you, the entire family has won a membership to the Mockingbird Heights Country Club. <laughs> oh, that club is so exclusive. Why, you know you have to wait for one of the members to pass away before you could even be considered for membership. I know, that's what's so wonderful. Once we're in, we can stay forever. As far as I can recall, no member of my family ever passed away for good. You know something? I think I'm going to take up golf. Oh, <laughs> Only I'm not sure about being out in the sun too much. I'd hate to lose my parlor pallor. Hello and welcome to another amazing, groundbreaking, one-of-a-kind, genre-defining crossover episode of The Monster Hunters. The only show, well, at least one of two shows, but I'm going to say the, the only show that dares to shun modern streaming conveniences and plot and story and directorial um, capabilities to watch a 60-year-old sitcom about a Frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family. My name is Derek, and I'm a monster hunter. Joining me at the monster-headed, monster-headed table, what do I always, Frankenstein-headed table of monsterism <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, is... Uh, the one and only Shun DMC, Keith. Hey, hey what's up? I am Shun DMC, a.k.a. KG, <laughs> a.k.a. man with a, uh, without a, a face? parlor. Man a parlor. without a face. Was the song you sing to your daughter? And mm, yeah. Bed? I, yeah. The yeah. Eyes Without a Face by Billy Otto. Mm. But it's changed for you, yeah. Keith. Um, nah, my, I have a parlor. Uh, what do you say in the clip? Parlor parlor. Yeah, I have a parlor parlor going on. Mm -hmm. Very pale. Okay. My wife called my wife called me out for it the other day. Called you like, pale? Hey. Oh. Uh, she was like, Wow, you are incredibly like tasty white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dang roasted. Mm -hmm. Damn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, apparently not. It's, it's, That's it's true. Doesn't, it doesn't tan. So I'm just good good old white. Reverse roasted. Oh, mm. reverse roasted. <laughs> Chilled, I guess. I don't know. Oh man. Yeah. And that other voice you're hearing is across that monster headed, monster headed whatever the hell it is, table. Uh, carving in pictures and names and <laughs> little, little lines little, like one day at a time like one yeah yep little he's carving in his favorite lines from the classic tv show one day at a time it is the dr <laughs> dre of kansas terry hello yes it's me um you know the king of man master carpenter all that stuff um, <laughs> See, i tried to stay uh, away from <laughs> just in case everybody forgot and uh master yeah. disaster yes oh, the master disaster as well yes, yes. um and i'm uh, the opposite of pasty i'm burnt to a crisp i'm just like shriveled oh, the prune i thought you looked terrible today terry i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> gotta stay out yep, of that yep. kansas city sun 
That's right. Yeah. Strong breeze can make me float away and crumble into shreds of dust. Yes. <laughs> Strong breeze <laughs> turns Terry to dust. Oh my gosh. Well, don't <laughs> so I've blow got the windbreaker. Well, if you blow into dust and don't blow down at the end of the table, because opposite for me on the monster headed table is that fourth person. Oh, it's going to be a lot of editing I'm going to have to do. Wait a minute. He what? is from what? I'm confused. There's a fourth person. There is a fourth person. Keith, turn left. Oh, Terry, turn to your right. Down there at the other end. He is from (laughs) the Monster Cast podcast, the delightful other Monday releasing Monster podcast. It is. Oh, you guys. uh, Boy, I don't have a. I don't have a funny little thing for you. I can't call you the Master Disaster because that's Terry, the uh, Mister of Disaster. I don't know. It's (laughs) Timus. Wow, I know, I know you guys normally only have three chairs, but the, only a milk crate. Yeah, as I say, we pulled up <laughs> some milk crates for you. Well, I hope you like. There's a lot of milk around here. Yeah, so. <laughs> I tried. I tried to get you two, but the staff said that we couldn't. We couldn't have more than one. That, that's uh, there's a lot of gum under this table for <laughs> never yeah. having anyone here. Oh uh, yeah, we don't talk about that. I didn't <laughs> yeah. think I'd even notice that. Um. Okay, you think it's gum? All right. No one's supposed to look under the table, and I'm sorry that the milk crate still has like milk residue in it um the, the help here oh. is not the greatest i apologize <laughs> but they're always Good. friendly they always say hello hey, hello <laughs> i just thought i just thought maybe he smelled a bit that's just milk sour milk left over okay mm-hmm. that's good good to know good to you know. thought he's you thought that smelled good no i didn't say it smelled good oh. i just thought he smelled a little bit so oh. i was like Ooh, no, it's just milk that makes more that makes more jeez no i was thrown off by it oh, man <laughs> Tivis, welcome. Tivis, I apologize for Keith. He has zero manners. Yeah. Oh, he's used to me already. already <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. We've already done some future stuff. Oh, well, there you go. From the future. Yeah. Future oh. stuff. Oh, my goodness. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. Well, Tim, I do something else when I'm not with you guys, just so you know. That's I, do wheel. I do that show when I'm not with you. We are well aware. And when we're not aware, <laughs> you remind us. Yeah, yeah, I'll shut up for a while. <laughs> well, Tivis, welcome. Uh, thank Welcome. you for joining us. I'm glad you're able to. Uh, thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. This is this is like mine. We're breaking new ground here. I don't think a podcast oh, yeah. has ever had a guest before. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The two like two monster minds meeting together. I guess it's technically four monster minds, but I think of us more of as a hive mind. So I guess <laughs> two monster minds yes. meeting. It's 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 incredible. Mm-hmm. Monster history. Sure, this yeah. won't cause some kind of implosion. Uh, oh <laughs> nah. <laughs> That's a risk I'm willing to take. Yes. For the Munsters, do anything. Yeah. It's just like taking a baseball to the head. If it's good for baseball, <laughs> that works. Blowing up the earth while recording a Munsters podcast. If it's good for Munsters, then it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Well, agreed. Tevis, real quick, before we launch into the, the tedium that is our podcast, let us know a little bit about yourself and your show. Uh, it doesn't have to be like a long thing. And you don't have to read a, uh, what's it called when you write down all the work that you do and hand it to somebody? A resume? resume. Yeah, you don't have to do like a whole, re- <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. I was going to say eulogy, but okay. Oh, not that. You don't know <laughs> eulogy, no resume. It's just, just a quick <laughs> once over, the elevator pitch. You heard, I do the Munster cast with uh, my buddy Mike. We're kind of like this show, except we go two times as fast and uh, about half as detailed. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it, right? Uh, I, yeah. think we, I think we just lost listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you can talk about a Munsters episode in less than 45 minutes. Oh, my goodness. 
Well, anyway, I mean, welcome, Tivis. Yeah. Um, welcome. Yeah, it's good to have you. This is awesome. Um, yes, it, yeah. it's going to be a good time. And now, since I guess we got all the cordi- cordials out of the way, cordi- I almost said cordiality. I don't know if that's a real word. We have to do something, and we have to. We got to be quick, but we also have to guide uh, a new a new person down this that we've never done this before. Uh, oh yes, we're gonna light right, a, a bl- candle. Blindfold on, blindfold on. <laughs> it's oh, like going to the right. bat game. <laughs> quick, yep. blindfold them. Um, we went around three times. We had mm-hmm. debated it on knocking Are you, you out, me on my way? like um, <laughs> big big nostril full of ether to get you down there, but or a hammer. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, or a hammer. <laughs> Uh, but I'm just going to light a candle. Whatever they do, they do. Light a candle, go on down the stone hallway, watch out for the low-hanging fruit, the cobwebs, the red shit, the Twizzlers. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm i surprised mm. we haven't booby-trapped this hallway yet, but maybe one day we will step on a stone like a dart hits you or something. Uh, mm, down to the yeah. creaky gate, open it up into the cathedral, push some ghosts, get them moving. Uh, over to the really bookshelf. <laughs> I think That's we're here. Right. You could take off that blindfold now, Tivis. Yeah. Uh, because I'm going over to where Diana Jones has his comings and leavings. <laughs> 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 Pulling out a hanky. Uh, I don't know why I'm even playing with him, but thank <laughs> um, But here, catch Keith. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Tivis, you hold this. Wipe the rat poop yeah, off. Don't, <laughs> don't worry. It's just a big glob of something. Uh, I guess the book, <laughs> the movie, the book translations, any other things that might be around here. And there it is the big, dusty, leather bound tome, pulling it off, blowing it off, <sighs> opening it up. And I'm dropping to a knee, presenting to Keith, Alter Boy to Freestyle for the Munster Hunter tidbit factoid fat shit, fat shit sheet. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm taking that first Psalm of the week. All right. Uh, hello, everybody. And let's uh, open up. We're going to stay in the Universal book. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time we're going to go to Universal 1222. 1222. Uh, and uh, December 22nd, 1932 means uh, it's obviously a Christmas movie. The Mummy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Chiming in. Every week, Terry has talked about how shitty this movie is. <laughs> I thought we would just bypass it. <laughs> Uh, it's 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 one of the classics. Okay. Uh, it, it's right up there. And um, well, Derek, you said you had been watching Creature from Black Lagoon, and I, I know that Terry, you had been, and I hadn't yet, so I didn't want to just seem like the idiot on that one. So I thought maybe I'd watch that before. I, <laughs> I thought maybe I would watch it before I actually talked. Oh, okay. I we see. got guests. Okay. I'm not trying to be a moron this week. Oh, um, he's impressing the yeah. guests. That's that's yeah. why he's wearing pants this week as well. Mm-hmm. Well, oh like, no uh, no 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 no! We don't go that far. Oh, no. Okay, I was wondering. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a lovely uh, the Zubas. Um, it's a lovely one hour thirteen minutes. Uh, it had a budget of one hundred ninety six thousand dollars when it came out. Can I guess what it grossed? Uh, I you can, but I don't have that. Oh, Keith, it's oh, always wow. like some super. They haven't, they haven't they haven't they haven't been listing that very well. Thousand dollars is my guess. Sure, I'm gonna go with that too. Sounds right. Okay. All right, you're here first. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the taglines for this, they had a couple of them. Uh, it comes to life. Okay. Uh, the uh, print ad in the Evening Star in Washington D.C. Uh, 
listed it as it comes to life in the strangest love triangle ever screened. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Karloff, the uncanny in his <laughs> most startling role. I like uh, love the defied. Yeah. I uh, love that defied time drives a beautiful girl to her doom. And the one that I like the most uh, so far is stranger than Dracula, more fast, fantastic than Frankenstein, more mysterious than the invisible man. Wow. Really? Huh? Mm-hmm. And uh, according to this, the movie's poster is listed as number 15 on premier magazines, all time list of the 25 best movie posters ever. What year did that okay. list come out? Uh, I can tell you that. Hold 1976. On. <laughs> it's like 19 like 40 no um <laughs> i think it's like 2010 okay okay um well. yeah it uh the film's poster holds the record for the most money paid for a movie poster at auction oh. uh getting wow. four hundred fifty three thousand five hundred dollars wow yeah more than the movie um, grossed in theaters <laughs> yeah and then just in case you are curious some of the other movies on that list um include uh, number 11 is king kong from 1933 uh-huh. uh 2010 space odyssey is number 10 uh-huh. nice uh the thief of baghdad is at nine attack of the 50 foot woman <laughs> uh 42nd street uh gilda uh-huh. forbidden planet is number five downhill racer uh from 1969 is number four vertigo is number nice. three the sin of Nora Moran is number two, and number one is The Anatomy of Murder. Okay. Wait, so these are the best posters of all time? Yeah. Those are the best posters of all and time. This now, list um, did not come out in 1976? No, no. Oh. Uh, however, uh, over on IMDb, they did run a poll uh, letting people vote on what they actually thought and, um, based on that same list. And Jodie Foster, uh, The Silence of the Lambs poster from 1991 came in number one. Vertigo was two, Rosemary's Baby was three. Okay. Attack of the 50 foot ones. <laughs> All right. Again, way too much stuff going on there. All right. This is directed by Carl uh, Freund. <laughs> F R E U N D. Freund? Freund? Freund sounds yeah. right. Right. A uh, only got, is a Freund of mine, Keith. Yeah. Um, he's only got 20 directing credits overall. Mm, more, um, 20 more than I have. Yeah. Uh, including an uncredited Dracula uh, directing credit. Un- uncredit, I guess. Uncredit for the undead. Mostly known for his cinematography, though. He did cinematography on Dracula. He did a ton of things where he was director of photography, uh, including, I think, one of his uh, later things in his life was 37 episodes of I Love Lucy. Hmm. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. Uh, The screenplay by John L. uh, Balderson. So uh, he he gets a lot of credit for tying all of this into the whole Egyptian theme. Apparently, the original film was just going to be like a horror vehicle for Boris Karloff. No connection to Egypt at all. However, uh, uh, Balderson, not Steen, Balderson, uh, he was present as a reporter for the New York World when uh, Howard uh, Carter unopened the sarcophagus of King Tut in 1925. So he closed it? Well, he wrote, he wrote about it, and then he added it into the, the oh, screenplay. He said he did. unopened it. So, Oh, no, he opened it. Oh. Howard Carter opened gotcha. it. Yeah. No, no, no. This uh, stars Boris Karloff. We covered him a lot before when we did Frankenstein, so we don't go into a ton of that there. Um, also, Zeta Johnson. She's only got eight acting credits. Seven of them are from 1931 to 1934. And then 1986, she's in Raiders of the Living Dead. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, awesome. She's, 
Yeah, she has uncredited archive footage in the mummy's hand. Oh, yeah. And stock footage in that one. And in Rob Zombie's The Monsters from 2022. Really? Yeah. Well, it's when? when yeah. I, who knows? I'm part of the Woody Woodpecker cartoon. I don't know. Yeah, there was a lot of TV in that show. Yeah. Oh, maybe mm-hmm. if they were watching something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? Was Grandpa? Was that what Grandpa was watching before it broke into the news? Mm, when Don probably, Dooley? yeah. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, David okay. Manners, who played John Harker in Dracula, he returns again as uh, Frank Wimple. I actually tried to find out if he's ever seen this one because it said that he had never actually watched Dracula after being <laughs> in it. What did he say when you asked him? Well, I, no, I tried looking it oh. up. I didn't say I actually tried finding him. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, then uh, Edward Van Sloan is back in this movie, and he played uh, Dr. Waldman in Frankenstein, Van Helsing in Dracula, and Ooh. then Professor Von Helsing uh, later on in Dracula's Daughter. I don't know if there's a weird, weird spelling uh, going on. Uh, there, but he plays Dr. Mueller in this. Now, unlike any of the other Universal uh, Classic Monsters Mummy movies, uh, they have no, uh, there's nothing like tying them into, um, it's not like a book or anything. This was actually a, a freshly written up thing. Hmm. Also, um, unlike this, the Mummy has no, any of the other Mummy movies have no direct relation to this one. All the other films feature a different Mummy named Karis, uh, and he's, you know, it's a whole different person from that. Even the mummy's hand, which reuses footage from this film, uh, changes uh, Imhotep to Karas during that. Terry, you said many times you're not a big fan of this one. Yep. A lot of what I can read is that there's a lot of stuff missing in, in this movie, like things that they cut out. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, including a lengthy and complicated reincarnation scene so important to the plot never made it into the film. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, Just cut upset. it? Yeah, there's that. There's some other uh, warrior character that's supposed to be in there that never cut out of the stuff. Um, hmm. I don't know if it's a budget thing uh, going on or what. I guess. They had, well, they wanted to make it a brisk 70 minutes. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we mentioned when we covered Dracula that they changed some of the music and some of the late, like when they put it out, um, when they re-released it and then finally brought the real music back when they put it on like Blu-ray and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they use the same opening theme. The song from Swan Lake in the really? movie they did in Dracula. Wow, seems, seems a little bit lazy. Uh, <laughs> our our boy Jack P. Pierce is back around again. Uh, makeup was considered so outstanding that the Hollywood Filmography Journal honored him uh, with a special award, which presented him uh, as which was presented to him at a ceremony by Boris Karloff himself. Oh wow! Um, apparently, they thought this trophy had been lost, but they found it um, under a sink. In an old makeup studio <laughs> long, long after. Who wow. put that there? I don't know. Uh, one quote, and I didn't get to find out if it was exactly uh, 100% true, but Boris Karloff was like, man, this is really good work, but um, you forgot to put a fly in it for me to like pee <laughs> when I had to. And uh, the last thing about uh, that I'll say is, um, so apparently the mummy makeup that Boris Karloff has, uh, it's based on the appearance of Ramses Third. And Jack Pierce spent eight hours a day applying Carlos makeup. Jeez. Uh, the waste of time and resources what? is incomprehensible since a wooden dummy was clearly used in the close-ups. <laughs> he used clogged nostrils. And Karloff and bandages was only used in the take where he actually uh, opens his eyes. Wow. Accordingly, this was completely unnecessary 
and thought it'd be just a Karloff demand as he was never shown walking or even standing in full mummy bandages. Hmm. Weird. I, yeah. I will say, if there's any compliment, I think I thought about this every single mummy movie. The mummy always looks really good, I think. Like his skin's all like dry and gross mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff. So I'll give him the compliment there. I think that well-deserved award you, for that. Even in Night of the Museum, they do a good job with it. Mm, yeah, I forgot he was in that. Yeah. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Boom. Book closed. Holy there you go, D. Holy shit. All right. <laughs> Wasn't awesome. ready. But started good. Are you, are you familiar with any of the... Have you watched any of those old Universal Monster movies, Tivis? Uh, we just saw uh, the... Was it 1910 or 1912 uh, Frankenstein? Uh, oh, really? Short. Yeah. I haven't seen that. That's like before the 30s one. Like, that's the... Was it silent, I'm assuming, I guess? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, they have... Um, uh, restored footage from the uh, where did I get it? Where did he got it? Not me. I didn't. I don't do anything for our show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. It's from like the archives. They tell you like three times before you watch it. That's from the archives. Oh, nice. <laughs> and it's That's pulled cool. back together with uh, old wartime surplus stuff. So, so. Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah, it is time to go up those stone stairs. Yep. Say goodbye to the ghost. See you later. Oh, get to the- are we going to let him ride the dumbwaiter? No. Oh, well, th- I don't know if there's room for four in the dumbwaiter. Keith, you and Tim no, I mean, take just, the dumbwaiter. Just, no, just, just at least two. How about you three run, take the dumbwaiter? I'll take the stairs. We'll see who wins. Okay. Okay. Right. Perfect. I'm right. going up the stairs, 52 stone steps. You guys know how to work this thing? Yeah, I'm up at the top. Hey, why, why is this a rope pulley? Say why am I doing this? Staff. <laughs> hello, staff. Hello. Where's everyone else? Right, I'm going to go back up like, the steps. Oh, that seems a lot easier. Fucking around just... the dumb waiter. I can't explain it. Um, <laughs> creak, creak. <laughs> we slowly pull ourselves down. Oh, oh man. I'm up the steps. Man, that's a lot of steps. Whew. I, I just t- are, they, are they still not up here? <laughs> no, they're, they're taking uh, their sweet just, I'm gonna start kicking through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I've already finished three snack packs waiting for you guys to get up here. <laughs> All right, I, I crawled through the hole. Um, come on, Tim, let's get out of here. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're, it's time. let's just get out of here. Okay. Let's yeah. to go. All right, yeah. quick, say hello to the staff. Staff, this hello. is Tim. This is staff. Hey, who's he? <laughs> Don't worry about it. I just said it's Tivis out the back door. Watch out for the 13th and 15th step. There's a crack out to the creaky gate under the lollipop bridge out to the unguarded vessel. That is our ship that Captain Terry. Yep. We're still waiting. I'm still waiting for applicants to send. Yeah. In. You haven't got any new resumes recently. Nothing. So. Um, I got to put my floaties on. Put your oh, floaties on. Definitely a good idea. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, hey, hey, Tivis, you know, in your downtime, you know, do you want to, do you want to help guard the, <laughs> guard the, guard the skooma? I mean, I, you say boy. that, but we had to put down the, one of the previous <laughs> guardians with multiple what? gunshots. Um, yeah, and we kind of missed the first time. Yeah, that'll be that'll be more Mike's problem in the future, not ours. That's true. Well, yeah. everybody on the ship, because Captain Terry's got to take us three miles out into international waters, so we can dive deep, deep down to the gates of hell for another edition of Skuma. All right, so this episode was directed by Joseph Pevney. It sure was. Um, yeah, you guys should recognize his Pevenator. name. All of us, the Pevenator himself. Yeah. Uh, he comes up a lot. He's directed 11 episodes of the monsters and we still have three to go. So we're kind of approaching the end a little bit. Mm-hmm. So whether that's sad or celebratory, I don't know. That'll be up to us, but 
the last one we covered of his was the one that was uh, the monsters on the move where Herman gets promotion and the family is going to move out to Buffalo. Um, I was diving through his stuff again, just as a refresher, see if I sound anything or I found anything that sounded kind of cool that maybe I missed the first, I don't know, 20 times around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know why I didn't notice this one before he, he did a movie called night of the grizzly. Ooh, I like the way this one sounds. which sounds amazing. Yeah. It's, it's a Western. It's about a retired lawman named Jim who moves uh, to become a farmer. But of course, it's not that easy. There's a greedy neighbor who wants his land. There's an ex-con who wants revenge for what Jim did to him all those years ago. Oh, and then there's a giant grizzly bear that uh, his nickname Satan that roams the countryside oh, no and murders way. people and horses. And he busts through barns. Hmm. Yeah, it's just, you know, cool old West type problems. So, yeah, it's it looked cool. There's a scene of him chopping wood. He doesn't have a shirt on. And I, he's like the most like barrel chested man I've ever seen. And I was like, dear God, he's just, he rotund just like with muscle, <laughs> like, like, a, like a strong man. I was wow. like, no, nobody's taking this guy down. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm very rotund, but not with muscle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was impressed. Um, uh, this... <laughs> not with Keith. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Keith. <laughs> um, no, but... no offense. Um, this this was episode. Oh, I can't even speak now. I'm thinking about that rotund uh, muscle guy. Uh, this <laughs> Such was a written thick by chest. Jesus Christ! So seriously, <laughs> just chopping logs is epic. Um, so this was written by Doug Tumbles. <laughs> just trying to move on here. Um, he's a guy that we haven't heard of from, or we haven't heard from in a while. I guess we have heard of him. Yep. This is the second episode that we've covered. The first one being "Don't Bank on Herman," where mm. Herman and Grandpa get mm. trapped in the bank. But they do stop some thieves along the way. But he's not to be confused with George Tibbles, which is another writer of the monsters that we've talked about. He did Monsters on the Move. He wrote that episode. Um, and I wonder if there's like any relation between the two. There's got to be. Yeah. There's they, like, no know way each other. two random people have last name Tibbles and have Tibbles. for the monsters. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they just keep multiplying. No, even that's Tribbles. No, I knew you were going to do a Tribbles joke, Keith. I left it up there for you, too. <sighs> yeah, it's probably, yeah, they're probably related somehow. Um, There's no probably about it. I guarantee hey, it. Um, Tivis, and you're watching, are, are you a, are you a uh, Pevney fan? <laughs> what? Are you a Pev head? <laughs> yeah. Are you a fan of his episodes? They're all right. I'm more of a, uh, oh, God, what's this? come back to me. <laughs> all right <laughs> put a pin in that we'll circle back to tivis with his favorite director later yes yes we, we'll, we'll ask him again at the end there we go he's probably mostly well known for uh my three sons he did do 12 episodes of the monsters but for my three sons he wrote 34 episodes you know he did some episodes of bewitched he did the andy griffith show um and i really gotta you know give him some credits he doesn't really have that much weird stuff for me to point out and talk about which is probably pretty respectable, I guess, you know, in most circles. <laughs> a little disappointing for me, but that's okay. Um, but, you know, we still have, what, uh, 10 chances to find something. So maybe I missed like a Night of the Grizzly <laughs> 2 or something. <laughs> I don't know. But Ezra Stone. Oh, Ezra Stone. You know, I think I've liked most of his stuff. And that is a glimpse into how our show is. <laughs> Ezra Stone. I don't. Is he direct? Yeah. We'll have to circle back for you later. Put a pin in it. Put a pin in Ezra Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got a few guest stars on here. Uh, Woodrow Parfrey as Mr. Petrie. 
J. Edward McKinley as Mr. Murdoch and Al Checo as Duke Feinberg, the bartender. Mm-hmm. Um, so Woodrow Paffrey has 204 acting credits on IMDb from 1950 to 1984. He's actually been in a couple of well-known movies. The, the two I recognized were The Planet of the Apes and Dirty Harry. So, yeah, that, that's pretty good. I think he was a one of the orangutan judges in Planet of the Apes. Mm. So that's, that's a dream role right there. It is a dream role. Um, Something we all should strive to be. <laughs> Yes, an orangutan judge. I don't want to be a judge, but I want to be an orangutan judge. Now, would, would you judge Zeus? orangutans, or yes. would you be a judge that is an orangutan? No, I think I'd be a little bit of both. You know, I'd go between the people's <laughs> yeah. court and the orangutan's court. Yeah, I mean, if it is Planet of the Apes, you could actually be both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yes. <laughs> um, he didn't really have that many reoccurring roles in television, but he. Did if he did do it, uh, it was usually just like as a different character, he didn't come back as the same person. Uh, but he's done all the hits you'd expect from a Monsters guest star. I did see a movie that caught my eye, it was called Stay Hungry, hmm. which stars Jeff Bridges, Sally Field, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Never heard so, of it. um, yeah, I'd never heard of it either. It, I don't really understand it as a per usual, it seems like with these. Uh, I guess Jeff Bridges, he's like a special agent, he goes undercover for some sort of like bodybuilding competition thing. (laughs) (laughs) The trailer is horrible. It cuts like between all these random scenes. It almost feels like it's just a fan made, like just, I like this scene. I like Mm. this scene. I like this scene. There's like a weird voiceover at the beginning. Um, It's kind of creepy sounding, but I don't think it's supposed to be creepy. It's like his like great grandpa, like being like, Jeff, you need to come home. I know you're sad about the death in your family and all that, but the way he says, it's a lot creepier than that. Um, uh, I think it is supposed to be funny. Um, it seems like it's a fish out of water thing where Jeff Bridges, he's like investigating the gym. He doesn't quite understand the culture around the gym or something. Uh, but like I said, it's hard to tell because the, the trailer just runs around. Um, there's no creative things to really keep this interesting. You know, like no producer comes out onto the screen and is like, let me tell you about Stay Hungry. <laughs> the most compelling picture we have this year. Um, there's no poster that gives us like five steps about how to view the film. Um, <laughs> the narrator just says it's an extraordinary new film that takes you into a fascinating world. Oh man. I don't even know if I can deal with it. I expect all those other things now. I know. Yeah. It's, it's not the same without it. I just don't understand the context. Without that. Kind I can't, of stuff. Wa- I can't watch any movie without having the rules put out in front of me. Mm-hmm. That's right. The movie doesn't have rules. Then I ain't interested. <laughs> um, we've got J. Edward McKinley. Uh, he's got 91 acting credits on IMDb from 1959 to 1986. We'll actually see him again in a future Monsters episode, though he'll be a different character. Oh, he uh, he mostly did one-off appearances as well. Uh, he was in 10 episodes of Bewitched, and he played a couple of different like reoccurring people. So that's cool. Uh, he was also in a movie called The Time Traveler, which finally answers the age-old question: What lies beyond the fourth dimension? Oh, the um, fifth dimension, I yeah. assume. <laughs> well, that would be a good guess. Uh, <laughs> it's about a group of scientists who go through a portal, I guess, through the fourth dimension, which would be time. Um, and they end up in the far future of 2071. Mm-hmm. It's a world where seasons worth of crops can be grown in seconds. Apparently, light has become some sort of melodic instrument that has, it's described as seductive. Uh, there's a love machine that conditions and stimulates people into a richer life full of love. Hmm. Uh, and there's lasers, force fields. There's a gyrating teleporter thing. There's a spaceship. Yeah, it sounds pretty great, right, guys? Like, yeah. this sounds like a great future. It's not mm-hmm. that far down the road. Yeah, I mean, if, 
what, 50 years from now, yeah, we'll be living the life. Well, here's the catch. Oh, no. Uh, it turns out that there's millions of mutants that roam the planet <laughs> and wage war. <laughs> Not what I was expecting. <laughs> I know, yeah. Hmm. But luckily, the uh, the surviving normal people have built android soldiers to battle the mutants. <laughs> Sounds about right. But I guess it's not working out because uh, they all want to leave and fly into space because the planet's not worth living on. Uh, I would think with all their tech, like it sounds like not so bad. It sounds pretty nice. I mean, they've got gro- crops that grow in seconds. They've got android soldiers who would go and die for them. Like, mm-hmm. wait, wait, they put in all that effort just to leave. I know. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It's like, come on. Yeah, what's the point? You know, they still have all this nice stuff. I like, the mut- maybe the mutants aren't so maybe they're just like, I don't know. That's what I was thinking. It's like maybe the mutants are like, you know, X-Men. They like all have crazy powers. <laughs> well, duh. I mean, it's the only type of mutants that exist. Yeah, that's true. Maybe this is one of the first X-Men films. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what the deal is, guys. I just know that finally I know what lies in 50 years beyond the fourth dimension is a horrible mutant world, but not so bad on the inside. Well, the real question, though, is do you know what happens when a frog gets hit by lightning? Oh, same thing that happens to anybody else. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) There we go. Classic line. Classic. Uh Uh, Finally, we have Al Checo, who has 101 acting credits on IMDb from 1952. Oh, you do? Yeah. Uh, He's in uh, uh, Scrubs as an extra. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, I was so surprised. So he... His final credit was Scrubs as man number two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember liking Scrubs quite a bit back in the day. I watched a lot of that in high school. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't remember him exactly, but Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't watch them all. I was kind of skipping around, so that's probably why. Um, There's a couple people from this that appear in Scrubs, shockingly. Oh, really? It's the only stuff I remember. (laughs) I'm terrible with these names and things. That that mm-hmm. sticks out to me. Yeah, well, they're in script. I mean, there's one guy we talked about. I don't remember who it was, but he was like in Seinfeld, and I was like, "What? Oh like, yeah, the super yeah. Nazi." Yeah. <laughs> well, no, yeah, <laughs> I don't think it was him, but yeah, maybe it was. I guess I don't remember exactly. So you can be right. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> he was also in a reluct that reluctant astronaut movie we talked about a couple episodes mm-hmm. ago mm-hmm. with Don Knotts. Um, he had a small recurring role in the show Mr. Ed as Joe mm-hmm. King. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Mr. Ed is the classic show about the talking horse. It, it was, is. I guess, pretty popular. Um, oh, yeah. The whole gimmick is, yeah, Mr. Ed, he doesn't speak to anybody besides his owner. And I guess that causes problems. Um, his his owner, Wilbur, his wife is like, thinks that Wilbur spends too much time with Mr. Ed. There's all sorts of crazy things. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, it's hard not to love a talking horse, you know, unless okay. he's just like super rude or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he's, if he was a jerk and he just was like making fun of me, roasting me. <laughs> then maybe I, not i enjoy mr ed a bit yeah yeah there's that we talked about it was it last episode the herman the rookie um, yes where mr ed <laughs> Derek shows mm-hmm. this clip of mr ed <laughs> hitting a home run and sliding in the first base that's maybe one of the funniest like old time tv show things i've ever seen it's amazing <laughs> yeah yes. so uh, leo leo de rocha was uh he made the rounds on on all those tv shows <laughs> yes <laughs> um but it's kind of weird that, yeah, I guess Mr. Ed was just, maybe it was one of the first like talking animal. Cause I feel like we talk about weird talking animal shows a lot. Um, we're and I, Mr. Ed, maybe mm-hmm. it was just like the one that actually put effort into it. That might also be the key, <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, apparently, I, one little bit of trivia I saw was that uh, when Mr. Ed is tired of working, he just would walk away, walk off set. <laughs> so, no. good it's for a him. horse after my own heart. I know. I was like, I respect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows his own Damn limits. Diva. Yeah, he's going to stop a horse, right? Like, if it's the one, if it wants to leave, I ain't getting in the way of that. Uh-uh. Yeah, mm-hmm. that thing can do whatever it wants. That's all I have. So we can just slowly rise up to the surface, oh, you know, make sure we're not going to die of pressure. You guys oh. make sure Tivis doesn't die, but I am sitting on top of a palm tree right now. That's a heart <laughs> I launched out of the water. I'm just up here chilling. Floating on my uh, my front for the past couple of minutes. <laughs> He's been floating. <laughs> Dang, Tivis got out of there quick too. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? I think the current grabbed mm. me. I yeah. don't know where I am. It was a current <laughs> created by me propelling myself through the mm. water. I see. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Dang, where are you finding all these escape hatches? I did not install that many. Yeah. Just, just weird. Well, I torpedoed myself out. There was some 40s bottles in there from uh, a previous episode. <laughs> it's really yeah. hard to swim down with you. Floaters. Usually, Derek just uses the, the main the main hatch. He does not yeah. escape hatch. He just uses the main one and he's out. <laughs> yep. Uh, is that what that alarm sound is every time? Yeah. Like I, I just mop it up for you real yeah, quick. That's nice. We're back on dry land around the table. We're ready to talk yep. about. Season one, episode 30, Country Club Munster. This thing originally debuted April 14th, 1965. TV Guide says Herman wins a family membership in an exclusive country club. That's a pretty good synopsis. That is it. 100%. Mm-hmm. I, I like these synopsis because like my Munster's DVD set like gives me the entire plot when you like go to the episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's it's it, my was very upset about that as well. He started making his own. <laughs> I started, I started like, like, like kind of squinting my eyes. So it's a little blurry. So I don't read any spoilers. You know, it's like, I don't want to know how it ends. I want to be surprised. Yeah. I want my imagination to run wild and then be ultimately exactly. disappointed at the end. Hmm. I don't know. What, I don't want to know how they close it out on a bad joke. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, they will. I just go that detail. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? The DVD just tells oh, you what the last I, line is every time. Yes. <laughs> I got the I got the European uh, DVD. That's what I got. Yep. That, uh, it tells you what the last be, line is. Yeah, yeah. They do yeah, everything extremely. backwards over there. It's just hearing the last line of any of these shows would be so confusing. Oh, <laughs> half the time it's no context at all. Oh, yes. There's barely context yeah. when you do watch the show. <laughs> this gets a seven point six on IMDb. This is another one in our stretch of higher rated episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it, but this one wasn't written by like five different people either, Mm-mm. which is interesting. Just yeah. one Tibble does it all. Mm-hmm. One Tibble and a Pev needed to direct. That's all you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here's another one. This one opens up with that title card again. I don't Music know. Music a little bit different this time. It's only up for briefly and then it kind of squiggled away. Yeah, and, and, but the like the quick little blurb of music we had sounded different than the previous mm-hmm. week. Yeah, it was like a up pitched Munsters theme song. Yeah, mm. it was interesting. But then we we fade into Herman watching a prize giveaway on TV. I went. I don't know if this was a thing, right? <laughs> it must have been like they did it. Like it seems like a a thing. They just gave away stuff on TV like this. Mm. I, I would think like a radio station or something for sure, yeah. but I don't know about TV. Yeah, yeah, like I like some was it like some sort of sweepstakes or something. I I imagine they probably did stuff like that all the time, like the know. same way a radio station would. But they they don't explain much about any. They're just 
reading off the the yeah. people who are winning stuff and their addresses and their addresses. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they <got> doxed. <laughs> so they're yeah. doxing people and giving them gifts. Uh, mm-hmm. So Herman wants to win something. He's only won some free facials down at Antoine's, which got a laugh. Uh, <laughs> Herman yells at the TV when they're announcing a winner. And it's like, he's a sponsor's nephew. He's getting really upset. <laughs> yes. Somebody Nepotism. else. That's clear across town. Politics, politics. And he smashes the arm off his couch. <laughs> yeah. Which was, man, it was like, that's a great a effect. It looked awesome. And that thing just shatters into like splinters. I mm-hmm. love that. Herman. Also, I don't, it also again, there, it's still the same living room. Mm-hmm. Like he's, has he moved the coffee table out of the way and pulled the TV close to him? I, yes. Like, I don't remember ever seeing a TV there. He's very excited for this. This giveaway. Well, they watched wrestling yeah. there. Well, not Herman didn't, but oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All watched that, wrestling on that, that was TV. like six months ago. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So now they're getting oh, to the yeah. grand prize, and it's worth. Anyone want to guess the magic number? <laughs> it's only one of two numbers. It's worth five thousand dollars. That is the magic number in Munsterville. And then they're like, the prize winner, the grand prize winner is Mister Herman. <sighs> He can't read the last name, I guess, properly. And Herman's like, go ahead and say it, Mr. Herman Overhosler. Mr. Herman <laughs> Plork. Herman Plork. That's my next time I have to like do something incognito. That's my fake name right there. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, when you when you go to a hotel. Yes. Yep. When like, uh, I don't want people to know I'm here. I'm Mr. Herman yeah. Plork. That'll be mm. Derek's Twitter alt. It's yep. <laughs> edgy yes. stuff. For my edgy stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I keep it blue on the Herman Plork account. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but guess yeah. what? It isn't Mr. Herman Overhosler or Mr. Herman Plork. It is our very own Herman, Herman Munster. And then he starts screaming, graft, graft. And I I didn't look up the word. I thought it was grift would be the right word, but graft, graft. Uh, he's screaming at the TV until he realizes, wait a minute, I'm Herman Munster. Mm-hmm. Calls everyone in. I won, I won, I won. And then he starts jumping up and down, which results into him jackhammering, him, <laughs> jackhammering himself <laughs> through the ground yes. in the living room into the basement. Right? That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm going to base, I'm going to guess based on budget, because this does happen again later. But this one we actually see every time he jumps, it lowers down. Uh-huh. And the other time we just see like from the couch view mm-hmm. and, and him doing it. So they, they were never able to fix the, <laughs> the holes the first time. But we, he does do it here. He's destructive yeah. and he jackhammers himself way to the floor. Grandpa's like, well, I'm going to go to the basement because I want to find out what he's talking about. He'll be down there <laughs> any minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a pretty good joke, I thought. That's yeah. pretty good. And that's the end of the cold open. We go right to the banger from there. Very succinct uh, yep. banger. Efficient. Uh, I open. forgot the season one opening was different. Mm, yep. Mm. Yes. From out of the yep. stairs. And then, so we have anyone notice anything? There's a shiny cape, shiny briefcase, oh, yeah. lots of polka mm. dots. Anything uh, else? Grandpa's got like kind of a nice little necklace. I didn't notice that before. Oh, well, there you go. Grandpa's got a yeah. necklace and a shiny cloak. He gets mm. everything. Or maybe it's a pendant. I don't know. But yeah, he's the count. He gets what he wants. That's right. <laughs> we come back from that banger and we have the clip that we opened up with. Uh, I won uh, 
the the membership to the Mockingbird Heights Country Club, which is five thousand dollars. Which at that time, multiply that by by seven and a half, that's like a fifty thousand dollar, almost like forty seven and a half thousand dollar. Yeah. Uh, thing, right? Or, yeah. Is that so? Is that like a lifetime membership, or is that just? I guess it is, as they say that later, right? Like, I don't, or because, or is that like a month? Like, is it only going to get them so far? I don't know. I don't know. They didn't really make that clear, but five thousand dollars—that's a lot of money at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Then Grandpa, he's going to love it. He can mingle with some real blue bloods. Just don't put it in the biome right away. All right. I love that Grandpa mentions that it's his side. That's it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) His side. No one dies. Mm -hmm. Herman's side. Herman's side. Herman's first generation, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Unless you count like each body part coming from a different person as part of his family. Like, are they dead technically or do they live on? I never really thought of that. Mm -hmm. Herman doesn't like have a dead. I don't think we ever find out if Charlie's older or not. Mm. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, they look, this um, this raises a lot of questions. It does raise a lot of questions. Maybe Charlie is dead and that's what grandpa's implying. He's like, yeah, none of my family's died. (laughs) They they killed him (laughs) off camera in that episode. I just, I just got really it. depressed though that Derek's like Herman doesn't have a dad. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a dad. He's gener- he's generation zero for the monsters. <laughs> Spin fade to the country club. People golfing. It's an establishing shot, and they don't really do many establishing shots. That's I wrote that down. I'm like, oh, they gotta let you know where you're at. They really don't do that very often. That's true, actually. Usually we just cut right into an yeah. office or something. Walking into a door, people are same office. office over and over yeah. again. They let you know they're a country club. It's almost like Pevney like went to like a I don't know, like a retreat on how to direct. And they're like, mm. we like to do establishing shots. It's like, oh. They introduce them <laughs> this episode, right? Director Khan. Yeah, know. Director Khan. Yeah, there, <laughs> there was a the keynote on establishing shots. That might be his like a, his. I didn't look on his trademarks this week, but maybe that was one of his new trademarks. It's like he helped ma- give the monsters their establishing shots. Hey, yeah, the trend. So we're there. Then we fade to like the boardroom when there's like six stuffy white dudes sitting around table. The boss is the leader of the crew and says something like, "Hey, we did that." And then Kevin Spacey's uncle. He is very against the prize for the TV station. <laughs> Uh, that dude looked just like Kevin Spacey. I thought um, he did. Yeah, might have been. Yes, <laughs> like this is a very exclusive club. It's undignified. And I didn't know what their names were, so then I wrote a dude that looks like the boss of a shoe factory. Says, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> he looks like he runs a shoe factory, like Florsheim or something, right? There you go. All right. Um, I disagree. I think it'll give it a more positive image with the community. But Kevin Spacey, he's got to go along with it because he's outnumbered. Let's bring in the Munsters for the fashion show and send a golf cart to Mr. Munster. Need a close look to see if they measure up to our high standards, which got a laugh. Fade two. Yeah. Herman. Yeah. Is there, is there, is there something in the, the rules of the giveaway that, oh, yeah, they still have to approve you? I mean, I don't, it, it seems weird. Now, I'm going to tell you what, at that point, I was really scared for the rest of this episode <laughs> that there were going to be like anti-Semitic things occurring in this. Oh, because of country clubs and whatnot hmm. or something racist. I just didn't know what was going to come on next. I just assumed. <laughs> so yeah. from there, we fade to Herman and grandpa and Herman is pretending to put using an umbrella. 
Why it would even shake up Arnold Palmer to see me on the putting green. Keith? Mm-hmm. Keith? Uh, the guy who invented that drink that's half yes, lemonade, half, 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 half iced tea. Apparently, he was also a golfer. Mm-hmm. Grandpa. Pretty decent from what I understand. Yeah. Grandpa, the last time I saw a swing like that, this gets dark, was when they hung my Uncle George. <laughs> <Whew>. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe he said that. Once again, Grandpa... He just says some weird stuff that you're like, what? It like makes I had to rewind because I did say what I think he just said. Yes, yeah, they did. Yeah, it's like when some guy blew his brains out at the party or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus, Grandpa! Like, down <laughs> down. Jeez. Lily comes running in, all excited, but Herman says, shush, 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 shush. "I'm in shooting here, Lily." Then you see Herman; he is hitting golf balls with his uh, his umbrella. It's went into a ceramic mug. And then the mug shatters. Of course, mm-hmm. Lily just wanted to tell Herman about what the mailman just dropped and ran off. <laughs> I think it's why the mailman just like drops things and runs away. Still, yes, Tiger. And Herman says, "Oh, is it my new Bugs Bunny cartoon book?" And he's so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, face. I really enjoyed yeah. that. Pure joy. Mm-hmm. It's part of the influence of these last couple cartoony episodes. I think you know. There's mm-hmm. definitely cartoony moments in this one too. Mm-hmm. No, it's an invite to this luncheon and a golf cart for you, Herman. Oh, Herman thinks it's a good idea. It will give him a chance to see if the people measure up to their high standards, which kind of laugh. <laughs> Herman, uh, oh, Lily is excited because they get to dress up. You know, she's like, oh, I can wear that thing with the thing. And then she, oh, yeah, the, the face covering with the veil. The shroud. Those, yeah, it's, cool. it's the got shroud, a shroud. Yeah. She runs my up. Cam- my camping gear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You wear my camping gear. And then. Hermie, Herman calls himself Hermie again. He goes, ooh, Hermie the pro. And he's so excited. And he takes a big swing at the golf ball. And it bounces and ricochets all over the room. Ting, ting, ting. And you see it flying around, which is a pretty cool little effect. And then it stops. Mm-hmm. It's like, where'd that ball go? And then from the angle, you only see like the left side of Grandpa's face. Grandpa turns his head. It's stuck in Grandpa's ear. <laughs> hole in one as Herman, Herman says. says yep oh hole in one but you'd think that that would om- like it was going so fast it would almost put a hole in grandpa's head <laughs> i wish I mean, would have i wish we'd been seeing grandpa like face on he would have turned and there's just like a circle through his face yeah or do you get that like that close-up like in an action movie where like shooting somebody and the blood sprays on your face it's just like <laughs> Herman. <laughs> Herman is, is in the backseat of Pulp Fiction right there, right? His- <laughs> I was thinking maybe he just caught it with his ears because that's how Eddie knows how to do that with baseballs. Oh, Eddie catches. Well, that's right. He did catch things with his ears, didn't he? Yeah. And mm-hmm. his fangs. Oh, my goodness. Is that how he did it? I guess I didn't envision it like that. No, he did. I didn't. He envision- caught it with his ear hole. I assumed it was like the point on his ears, and that was the joke. Yes. Oh. Well. I'm now I'm picturing like grandpa's ear just like reaching out and grabbing something. <laughs> <laughs> the hole kind of morphs into like a glove and <laughs> fade. I don't have an off screen, so we don't have to worry about that. Oh. <laughs> fade back to the country club. Oh, it's the best turnout yet for our luncheon. Uh, the shoe factory boss, he's like, two of the monsters accepted our invite. Kevin Spacey still thinks he's leery about the whole giveaway. It's the duty of the committee to see that only the right sorts of people are admitted to the country club. Now, my fear was doubled down. Now it's like, yeah. oh, they're going to do something and it's going to be gross and I'm going to hate it. 
Then Grandpa knocks and just opens the door and sticks his head in. He's like, which way to the luncheon? It's like, oh, it's at the grill. But they think it's just another member. I can't remember right the name who likes to dress up in ridiculous outfits. Oh, this seems like they're in like their normal, like little uh, country club boardroom type thing. And Grandpa's just opening up doors and asking people. <laughs> He's like, what's up, fool? Uh, where is the luncheon? <laughs> like, I mean. Was there nobody else? Like, was there not a receptionist or anybody yeah, like else along room. the way? Like, yeah. yeah, it's very strange. It's probably like on the top floor, you know, of the facility. He probably like climbed all the way up there. And yeah. <laughs> nobody stopped this guy, this vampire looking guy. Yep. They just walked their way in. Well, everyone thinks it's that other guy. And he's he's just putting on a crazy costume. Yeah. But that, but why would if it was a, a member, why would he ask where the luncheon is? But that's neither here nor there. Mm. Then we see Lily and Grandpa in the lobby. And Lily thinks, oh, it's just too cheerful in here. And then a dude walks by and gives him the side eye. I'm like, uh-oh. And then a woman walks in, kind of dances around in front of them to some <laughs> special music. Then says something like 79.95, Sally's Tog Shops, and walks off. And at hey, first, Grandpa I- watches her the whole way. What's that? Grandpa watches her the whole oh, yeah, way she does. walks yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. This confused me so much when I first saw this episode. Me too. I'm like, what is going on? And then I thought it was like a dig. Like she she saw Lily and she's like, I'm going to help this this poor woman out. Uh, dance in front of you for a few minutes. I'm going to tell you how much this costs. Now go get yourself one so you look nice mm-hmm. at the country club. That's what I thought the joke was. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I guess this is like a marketing thing. Yeah, like I don't. Do they I, used to? Do they still? They might still do this for all I know. I'm just uh, like, is this an well, old school? Like the next ice? scene, I figured out what was going on. Yeah, but little, it's it's not like a fashion runway thing, which I which is I think probably what would like first pop in the mind. Like, oh, they're going to a fashion yeah, luncheon yeah. thing, and there's probably gonna be like a little runway set up, and people walk up and down it and stuff like that. But instead, it's just ladies walking around the main area of the country club and telling people how much their outfit costs yeah. and. That's Do a little it. dance to catching grandpa's eye over and over again. I thought it was, I was so confused like to this. I'm like, yeah. what the hell is happening right now? <clears throat> and then I'm like, because I'm so like, my fists are clenched waiting for something terrible to happen in the episode. <laughs> I'm thinking, is this it? Is this what's going to be terrible? <laughs> but Lily thinks they're being very friendly. Grandpa, he doesn't want her caught dead in an outfit like that. Blah, blah, blah. Grandpa suggests they get drunk. Well, he doesn't say that. Let's go get some libations, is what he says. <laughs> Let's go tie one off, Lils. They walk up to the bar. And then the bartender goes, hey, folks, a little early for a masquerade party. And Grandpa goes, it sure mm-hmm. is. Oh, that was so uh, fun. That's maybe one of the best jokes <laughs> in the whole show. I love that for some reason. The way Grandpa's like, yeah, uh-huh. definitely. Like, he's just so genuine. <laughs> and then they all Lil- laugh. Lily falls in with, oh, you country club people are so jolly yes <laughs> but they all laugh which was what my best my favorite yeah. part like the bartender laughs lily laughs grandpa laughs yep it is <laughs> way so too happy early. he doesn't freak out or anything nope. yeah, he's just like oh this is great mm-hmm. and then another woman walks in and struts around in front of them i'm like who is what's going on simple chiffon from the paris collection 129.95 and there's special music that plays when she walks in but that couldn't, the music had to be just part of the show, right? Like they were like, they didn't have their own orchestra following them around. Clearly, uh, eyes, you know, undressing her as she walks oh, away again. Yeah. 
Grandpa likes the young ladies. Uh, yeah, I thought this was going to go into something where he's like, I'm going to go find uh, my new wife or something like that and like, disappear for a while. Excuse me, Lily, I have to go to the bathroom really fast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, Grandpa liked that dress. Mm-hmm. When he used to fly around the old country, he found the high neckline a challenge. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was actually a decent vampire yeah. joke. I liked it. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Well, he likes how the women confide in each other. Boy, everybody's just so friendly and willing to tell each other how much they spent on their clothes. I'm going to go float around and get acquainted. Lily, she is jazzed about this whole thing. She's like, oh, these mm-hmm. people are just so nice and forthcoming. I was I was jazzed about the fact that we're actually going to see her float again because she hasn't done that since like episode one. Yeah, since episode one for those brief three seconds. Yeah. She did not mm-hmm. float this time, though. I've no. been waiting. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting for that. I'm yeah. just waiting for Lily to crank out any powers other than the floating. She hasn't had any since oh, that oatmeal she makes is certain <laughs> power to make that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Her ability to cook giant fats of oatmeal. Lily follows uh, that woman into another room and it's the luncheon. There's a bunch of like older women sitting at tables while the models walk around. And that's when it's like, oh, they just walk around and they tell each table what they're wearing and how much it costs and where to get it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, Liz observing. And then she's watching the same, the 129.95 Paris collection. And Lily's like, that's right. I'm going to do it. <clears throat> and then this is one of those moments that happens where I immediately become embarrassed for the person. Uh, she's This ensemble has a cape made of tufted coffin lining and a lovely shade of cemetery <laughs> green. She's spinning around. Everybody's watching her. Like what? <laughs> this little number is very inexpensive. The top is made of black widow's webs, and the underskirt is made of pure unborn centipedes. Oh God, I don't like that. Image. What is an unborn, unborn centipede? centipede? They have to come from eggs, right? They're not. It's like a, it's not yeah. like a live birth. They're not males. Let's go to our expert to this unborn centipedes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <I'm> a, <laughs> uh, well. I don't know. Yeah, no one knows what an unborn centipede is because they come from. Do they eggs. cut the eggs open and like pull them out. I like know. I don't. Mm, but then I was thinking, like centipedes have like hundreds of legs, right? And I'm picturing mm-hmm. like a live birth from a like a mother oh. centipede, uh, all pairs of legs in stirrups. Each one. Oh. <laughs> each one giving birth. <laughs> um, so That's there's amazing. that. She spins around, gives a kick, like does a little thing. Uh, grabs her cape that she tossed down and walks out and she's like I fucking did it like they love me I fucking did it she goes back yeah. to grandpa he's at the bar playing the damn shell game with the bartender yeah. <laughs> he's got three coconut shells also by the way when like when she does the whole thing and it's there and then she goes to walk back in I'm like oh are we gonna get like a, a lily focused ep- like rest of the episode is going to be focused on something like specific to her because mm. we really that's like we really haven't had mm. any like lily direct episodes yet uh and i was like oh we're this is going to be the new three in a row we're going to get lily episodes well, we're, i think we're still uh, in extended yeah. three with her maybe. no mm-hmm. grandpa's playing the shell game this is not a lily episode because he's like oh, you just gotta find yep. a shell with a spider and <laughs> they're playing it so kevin spacey and the leader of the uh country club they walk in and he's like i 
don't think the monsters are the people we want here. He's gambling with the bartender and she's gotten herself so stoned. She's joined the fashion show. It's <laughs> like, wow. yeah. Fair enough. Fair. I guess she's talking about unborn yeah. centipedes. That's a little <laughs> no, disturbing. So. It's reefer madness out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the leader agrees that the monsters aren't the country club type. When that Mr. Munster shows up, if he doesn't turn out to be our idea of a human being, I'll throw them out personally. Mm-hmm. And when the, they said our idea of a human being, the can't audience is like laughing and like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> indecisive laughter. Several human beings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And nice. then we cut to commercial break. And there it is. There's another episode. See, I really thought when they said, uh, Two of the monsters accepted invites to the luncheon. I thought it would be Lily or and and uh, Marilyn, right? Yeah. I said, oh, yeah. Marilyn will be the icebreaker. They're like, oh, these monsters are okay. And then Lily comes in and then grandpa comes in like he couldn't be kept away. Right. They got to do that. We talked about last time where they got to do that. That tiered introduction to the mm. monsters, right? Ease them into the like the freakishness. Yes. Yeah. Like every step is one step freakier that they get. Grandpa right away. Yep. Yeah. That's, right. grandpa. <laughs> yeah. that's the opposite of what you want to do. Yeah. Just yeah like grandpa, just, grandpa just busted into the yeah, boardroom. Where's the lunch? <laughs> hey, where's lunch at? Hey, everybody. Like, oh, and it's at the grill. Left, he gets left alone for like not even a minute and he's already gambling. Yes. You're right. I yeah. did enjoy mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You never leave grandpa alone. I mm-hmm. think that's a good lesson. Too. But he's hanging out with a bartender. Yeah. And went, Derek, as, as you said, you were like a little embarrassed for Lily. Mm-hmm. Uh, during that part, I actually felt bad when they're like, "Oh, look, she's like, you know, super high right now." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What? I, I don't." Even, she walked away before even getting a drink. I don't yeah. think they got anything going on. Well, here. they just thought, well, probably because she's speaking what they felt was gibberish, coffin yes, lining, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, unborn centipedes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, but I, I did. I actually felt bad for her there. I'm mm-hmm. like, she hasn't done anything here except what she thought was like the country club thing to do she's actually trying which is nice you know when they went to that hotel that was kind of normal she flipped out and wanted to leave her right they away like at least this time she's minutes. yeah yeah at least she's like trying to ingratiate herself and like you know join in on the fun this time it's nice yeah mm-hmm. it was all right you know but i did i was super embarrassed for so she started doing that i was like oh no <laughs> stop <laughs> Lily, stop yeah this is where that cringe humor from like the office came yes from. <laughs> i have a real hard time watching the office too <laughs> So we come back from our first commercial break, fade back to Marilyn confirming with Lily and grandpa that the people were rude to the country club. Lily said it was fine, but then she didn't feel like they were wanted. Grandpa said he was playing a shell game when someone scooped him up and let him outside. So they don't want nuts in the club. He assumes it's a rule of the department of agriculture. Coconuts and yeah. nuts. Then Lily retells a bit of the first half of the episode uh, and then says someone came to her and told her to go home and sleep it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grandpa says they aren't our type of people. And Marilyn, of course. Well, if Uncle Herman goes down there and gets insulted, well, he's so sensitive. He'd go to all the pieces inside. I like Marilyn. She's looking out for Herman. Yeah. And then last time, to. but last time that happened, he rattled for around for a week. If he went to pieces on the inside, we got to tell nice. him it's not going to work. And just as that happens, you hear the door open. And there's some shuffling, door closed, and in walks 
Herman and Eddie, they just got back from the golf store and they're in matching outfits. And I knew <laughs> Terry was like, yes, I loved mm. it. It looked amazing. It is because yes. here's Herman and Eddie identical outfits. They got that Scottish golf beret thingy with like the Scrooge McDuck wears with the, yes. the fluffy ball on his hat. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I wish I knew that thing was called, mm. but I don't want to look it up. Then they both have coats with broad vertical stripes. And I wrote down slimming. Uh, <laughs> Urban's got like a, a high buttoned up shirt on with like a ascot tucked in. Oh, yeah. Eddie is carrying some golf clubs. Herman's got a putter with him. I'm like, oh, my God, they look awesome. Herman's like, man, at the store said this is what Ken Venturi wore when he won the National Open. Keith? He is an American uh, golfer. <laughs> Mr. Golfer oh. and broadcaster. He is a broadcaster. Uh, shortened by, yeah, in a career shortened by inj- injuries, he won only 14 events on the PGA Tour, including a major, the U.S. Open in 1964. Yeah. So they were, I mean, they were really relevant on these things too. Like they were quick to like turn these things around and, and make references to things that had just happened. Yeah. I knew when they said Ken Venturi, I knew yeah. him as I used to watch golf. <laughs> mm. And he was a broadcaster on CBS. CBS. Um, I will also say then is this uh, so we always have our things in these episodes happen in three. Is this uh, three times where Herman has like a a weird costume? Is it? He did last time, right? Yeah. Not so much weird, but like there's so he has this and last week was the baseball uniform. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the before that was the crazy uh herman munster hollywood movie star actor. Actor. Oh, the, yeah. yes yes you're right yeah you're right so that's like three things in a row where he's he's doing those things yep or, or at least that's the thread for these last three two episodes, episodes in a row where he's doing sports mm-hmm. that's true yeah <laughs> yeah i kind of like that gimmick though i hope they keep doing that yeah i'm assuming next our next episode's the third sport <laughs> volleyball or something like that oh, oh i want to see yeah herman in like a beach volleyball. Just a tank top and some short shorts yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. the top mm. gun scene he's out there uh, yeah. a shirt we, and he's got cut up jean shorts yeah i would love that yeah if we ever get our chance you know if, if somebody's listening out there we got some ideas for herman yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. rob zombie monsters too oh please get stop. some ideas Please stop. Don't encourage the man. <laughs> so Eddie says they're going to go play tomorrow and I'm going to caddy and I helped. <laughs> he Basically, bets the yeah. people will follow them all over the course. Which got to laugh. Herman knows how the Prince of Wales used to feel. <sighs> he goes to Jeez. swing his club <laughs> and he breaks the lamp while swinging it. <laughs> the grandpa's like, oh, you better get used to the feeling like a peasant again. What does that mean? Well, Lily's trying. To, Lily like was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I thought Lily was going to 180 grandpa here, not to crush Herman's spirit. Yeah. But instead, she just goes, no, we don't want to join the country club. <laughs> and well, yeah. Herman's, what do you mean not join? I won that fair and square. And if we don't join, it'll crush my spirit. And Herman's getting upset. And I don't want mm-hmm. my spirit crushed. Mm-hmm. And I like that line right there. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Who does, honestly? Yeah. And they're all trying to find ways to like let down Herman, like reverse psychology him a little bit here, a little bit. Marilyn figures she'd scare all the boys away at the club. 
she doesn't want to, she doesn't care if they join or not. He's like, you don't. And Lily gives <laughs> this long-winded story about how she, <laughs> if they join the country club, it'll ruin their marriage and family life. <laughs> I'm like, wow. She'll, she'll just be at the club drinking yeah. and hanging out and never home. And yeah. Grandpa does want to join there because no one's there of his class. He's a count. <laughs> and the closest thing they have is the bartender, Duke Feinberg, <laughs> which I like. That's a good line. Yeah. And then Herman, he suddenly realized something. You guys have made me suddenly realize something. He starts walking away. Like, yeah, I realized something. This, now, this is the third episode of a row uh, yes. where he walks away in the living room to tell them something. And everybody's on the edge of their seat. They're following. Well, what is it? What is it? And he turns around and goes, you don't give a hoot about what I want. <laughs> like, wow. That's true, honestly. That's actually it. He has finally figured it out. Mm-hmm. I think this is a yeah. deep truth that he has just learned. Yes. The only reason I didn't go with that as being like the, the three theme thing was because the other two, he kind of like, I don't know, almost like got like very deep and like philosophical about things. And this time he just turned around. It's like, you don't like me. Yeah. Well, the, well, the first one, he forgets where yeah. he's at. He's in the living mm-hmm. room. Where did everybody go? But it's always, he's talking himself into something. Mm-hmm. This one, he's like, Oh, got a finger up in the air, waving around a little bit mm-hmm. as he's going. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he throws a fit. He's like, I want, I, uh, says the club is going to give him some dignity and that's what he wants. And he's going to have it. I'm going to have it. And he throws a fit <laughs> and he jackhammers himself <laughs> to the basement again. Yep. <laughs> which I appreciate. And there's two destructive jackhammerings, uh, into the ground. That's nice. I kind of like, yes, yeah, feels a little, I don't know. I don't know if like it's more finely to like they're doing a joke again. It's like consistent. It's mm-hmm. kind of fun mm-hmm. in that way. I, I like that. But they're also reminding you that he is a behemoth of a man who is destructive. Yes. yes. I like that. Finally, they're like doing storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> we <Thanks>. fade to <laughs> uh, Grandpa Lily Marilyn. And Lily is reading a letter. Dear Lily, Eddie and I have gone to the club. We'll be we'll play a round of golf before work. Signed Arnie Munster. Grandpa, look at the time. It's he looks at a at like a sand. Uh, what are those? Uh, what are those called? Was a sundial? No, it wasn't yeah. a sundial. It was a uh, hourglass. Hourglass. That yeah. Thing, yeah, yeah. That looks like it hasn't been touched in ages. Yes. Yeah. It's five thirty a.m. Half the day's already gone. That place will probably be jam-packed at 5.30 in the morning. That's so early. Oh, my God. And Marilyn's up, too. She hates the thought of all those rude people staring at Herman while he tees off. Then we fade to Herman and Eddie at the golf course. Hole one, par five, 580 yards. Hmm, a short one. <laughs> True. Herman's like, oh, what? No, club shot. He does like a eeny, meeny, miny, moan. He goes, oh, no, no, no. Wait, eight's my lucky number. Eight iron caddy. Give me the eight iron caddy. <laughs> he laughs. Then he steps up the T markers. And then we get this clip. Oh, yeah. Oh. Now, isn't that nice of them? They left us two practice balls. <laughs> now, the first thing you do, Eddie, is to address the ball. Hello, ball. <laughs> 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 That's a joke, Eddie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> now, Eddie, the hole's right down there. Keep your eye on the ball like a good cutty. 
after it explodes. Hmm. You know, those practice balls are nice and big, but they're made very badly. Uh, uh, give me one of our small ones. Thank you, son. Now, ready? Ready. Herman tees up one of those small balls and sends it flying, much like a baseball, much like a football. Or a football, yeah. It's just over, I think, the same trees as the baseball and the football. Yes, yeah. Um, but that was kind of funny. Uh, and it goes flying, flying. And I'm like, mm, there's watching it. <laughs> but I, I, Can I just say real fast, Eddie laughing like Herman. Yes, <laughs> is the funniest thing in this entire episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that great. great. That was amazing. Yeah. yeah, I love that so much. The way that he was so like dead eyed when Herman mm-hmm. like la- laughed and made that joke, I was so funny. <laughs> he mocks it. He still looks so like serious when he does the her. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I love it. Eddie does it in this episode. <laughs> Eddie seals like us. He he has. I don't think there's. A, there's not very many episodes that he doesn't like have like some steam scene stealing like like little bit for the amount of time that he's on screen compared to all the rest of the monsters and he just really nails it like every time that they give him something to do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. yeah. he's definitely the high, he's always stealing the show. It seems mm-hmm. like to me. What did you say that he hit? Because we had no neither one of us golf and we were trying to figure out what that was. So those are T markers. Like so, mm-hmm. when you go to a golf course, there's usually like. There's these two big plastic things on your side that you're supposed to tee off in between. And there's different oh. colored ones uh, uh, depending on skill level, right? So you'll have the white ones are usually the, the plain old ones, like blues and reds will be further mm-hmm. back. They're like for the pros. Oh, no, the red tees are the the women's tees, and they're always closer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, those are the tee markers. You're supposed to tee off in between those. That makes sense. I thought they were like light bulbs. Exploded like one. It's five o'clock in the morning. I would think it's still a little dark out when they're going. Yeah, to- that's true. Depending on the time of year, I guess. Yeah. Uh, hello, ball. He hits it. Um, and then Eddie goes, oh, you're in the rough on the third hole, 1,500 <clears throat> yards away. <laughs> so how Eddie sees 4,500 feet away is beyond me that's almost a mile yeah i'm impressed and the fact that it's a mile away they're only in the first hole uh <laughs> by the way that's a gigantic course yes it's very spread out <laughs> that's true then herman we get a nice darn from herman and then eddie throwing some golf lingo out there i think you overclubbed yourself <laughs> herman agrees but as they say in golf you gotta play and where you hit them it's just you gotta play it where it lies uh, they go to take off and Herman gets in the golf cart and it pretty much just blows up <laughs> wheels. Okay. Bust out smoke. They got there though. Why did the wheels bust all of a sudden then if they got all the way to the hole? And that's a good question. Maybe Herman carried it there <laughs> before you realize how it works. Me. Yeah. That wouldn't shock me if he lugged that thing. Hey all the dad, way I think you're supposed to drive it. You know what? Mm. Eddie? I think you're right. Gee, pop. <laughs> fade two. Herman and Eddie they're at the ball 
Why do they call it rough the rough pop? Herman hits the ball hard. It bounces off of a tree, comes back and hits Herman squarely in the head, knocks him on his back. <clears throat> he gets back up. That's one of the reasons. Huh? There's a weird noise when he gets up too. He's like, oh. <laughs> I would man, that golf ball was going really fast and really hard. That is a small, hard projectile going at a high speed, hitting you right between the eyes. If you didn't make weird noises getting up, then uh, sure. you got like a helmet on or something. Yeah. Well, that thick skull of his. Yeah, I guess, that's yeah. true. But he gets up and the ball is miraculously in the same spot. Yes. Before. <laughs> Herman's like, all right, I'll hit it again. On his backswing, he knocks down a giant tree branch. He hits the ball. It goes through the same tree this time, leaving a big hole, much larger than the size of a golf ball. Very cartoony. And then it goes in the sand trap and explodes like a hand grenade. <laughs> that was amazing. I love these exploding effects. It didn't explode when it hit the sand. It like went into the sand and then exploded. Yes. It was, there a was second. a delay there. Yeah. It was like all that, like that energy was like building. And when it hit, it took like a few <laughs> seconds to finally just explode, implode and release. I bet you hit it so hard. Like the underneath the ball is glass. Like there was so oh. much heat in the sand. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. It heated up. It took like a couple seconds to heat that sand up so hot. that Yeah. yeah just There's just like glass sculptures underneath the golf ball. Yeah. All the people driving by just got shredded with shrapnel. <laughs> <laughs> Now we glass everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we fade to Herman in the bunker trying to get out of the sand. Now, one of the things about golf, they say when you're trying to get out of the sand, you don't hit the ball, you hit underneath the ball, you hit the sand. Mm-hmm. So every swing that Herman takes, he sends a ton of sand flying out onto Eddie's shoes. He's not hitting the ball out and he keeps doing it. And all the sand just keeps flying at Eddie's shoes. And Eddie says, gee, watch where the sand's going, Pop. Herman's like, it's a, this is a very important shot, King of the Sand. And we fade to, it's got to be like swing 50, maybe. And Eddie yes. is buried up to his neck in sand. Yeah. <laughs> I like that visual gag. And Herman finally hits it out. And it rolls on the green. I made it. And I made it. I made it. And he's jumping. And he goes, I'm out. And I'm pin high. More golf lingo. He laughs. <laughs> Herman can't find Eddie anywhere. Where'd you go, Eddie? <laughs> and then he's, there he is in a giant pile of sand, right where you he's left like him. Five, from. He's like five feet away. Yes. His head is still sticking out. Yeah. Like you can mm-hmm. clearly see him. Yeah. <laughs> right next to the clubs. Yep. <laughs> right where you left him, Herman. <sighs> Herman finally finds him. You know, Eddie, I never knew golf was such a fun game. Okay. Spin fade to Herman putting. Herman lines up the putt. Eddie pulls the pin out. Herman digs up the green with his putter, which is such a crazy idea. So for those, if you've never golfed before, the green is usually very soft. (laughs) It's like Mm -hmm. it's intended to be soft and flat and smooth and easy to roll the ball on. And Herman just like, it, it looks like he's scraping frosting off of a cake, doesn't it? Or or uh, or they spray painted a bunch of sand yes. green. That's yeah, yeah. He's just like, which would probably like, help for the rest of the effect that they're going to go with yes. to the scene. It's like that prank where they make something like a, that looks real, but it's actually cake. Yes, they just that with the <laughs> it's cake. Uh, we thought it was a monster <laughs> episode. Nope, it's cake. 
I hate when that happens. I, I go to put my disc in, and then I, as I shove it into the my PlayStation, it just like smudges everywhere and smears, and it turns into mm-hmm. cake. Uh, when that was mm-hmm. all the rage, like the oh, here's all those crazy cakes. I was taking a knife with me everywhere I went. <laughs> just, <laughs> just testing everything oh, yeah. that like. Oh wait a minute, this could be cake. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. This could be cake. Oh, sorry, Granny. Listen, you made a fool of. It was the pandemic. My grandma turned ninety. We all got together, <laughs> masked, masked <laughs> up, and I just had to make sure. Right. Yeah. Well, but the, the, but the more they really get you is when they made that mask in the cake. That's you didn't see that coming. <laughs> yes. I'm like, God damn it! Why is everything cake? And except for the things I try to cut, and they're not. They're people. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why we had to call off that thing about people saying the 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 phrase to uh, the gas station. Yeah. Yes, because I was just mm-hmm. people would say something. I would just like swipe at him with a knife. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's mostly just people that get stabbed. That's that interesting. sounds like what a cake mm-hmm. might say. so herman digs up the green with his putter his backstroke digs up the green and every step he take is ruining the green just tearing it to shreds smashing in big footprints herman's Mm -hmm. knocking it around he hits it oh darn i'm just like (laughs) destroying the green (laughs) yes no self-awareness at all to what he's doing yeah he misses whoopsie daisy hits it that's what you get when you put when you put against the wind okay. <laughs> that sounds like an excuse i would use that's just, like the whole area is just destroyed just as i thought i've been putting against the grain how he doesn't realize what he's doing is beyond me but he's destroying him i this is a baffling scene to me it is very baffling as, as, i mean you know i'm not a very good golfer but i spent a lot of time on the golf course like going there, uh, my dad's a golf coach, and I would have to go and sit at the golf course and like hang out, and I would go and put around on the practice green or whatever. But not just the fact that he's leaving these big marks on the green; like, does, it doesn't happen anywhere else he walks. Yes. So if this is just like normal ground, which it is on any golf course, like why is he just leaving giant footprints everywhere? But the green's very soft, though, Keith. You know, they, you know, like the green is way different than the like the fairway, right? You know, because it. You got like it'll when you hit the ball on the green, it leave marks, and you got like use your tee to pull it out and stuff like that. Yeah, I get, yeah, I guess they're they're really just super like soft hands. I guess soft. yeah. This is a country club, man. This is luscious greens. I don't I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Almost cake like it's cake like maybe. Yeah. Maybe when the ball impacted nearby, it did something underground. That's true. When yes. the ball hit the mm, sand trap, yeah. which is right there, and exploded. Maybe like a bunch of like shit, like a create a cavern underneath the green. <laughs> yes. It's like it's a sinkhole waiting to happen. Right start, now. Yeah, it's like slowly collapsing mm-hmm. as he's stomping around. Yeah, yep. I bet. I think you're on the. I like this. There's bending reality with every step mm-hmm. he takes. Every step you take, <laughs> Herman. That's what that song's about. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Knocking around, chasing, leaving footprints. Herman finally makes his putt and he starts jumping around. I made it. I made it. I made it. I made it. <laughs> it's like shot 9,000 because it took him 50 to get out of the bunker. <laughs> he's jumping up and down. He's wrecking shit. He's wrecking shit so much that when he jumps up and down, he hits the board that for their effect that the hole was cut into <laughs> to pretend that this was a green, right? Because you're mm-hmm. right, Keith, because they, yeah. yeah. they just spread a bunch of sand painted it so it looked green on camera but then he stepped and he saw the board flip up 
<laughs> and it made me laugh. Uh, well, breaking the fourth wall. Breaking the fourth mm-hmm. wall. Head of its time. Breaking. And we're all doing. We're only doing one take. So. Yep. Yeah. The, well, shoot. Do, do you know how long it would take them to reset that one, Keith? They can only do uh-huh, one take yeah. on this one. Eddie grabs the ball. Come on, Pop. Let's go to the next tee. I'll be right there. Herman thinks he's got to get the ball. He reaches into the hole. Can't find it. He reaches further into the hole down to his elbow and pulls out a rabbit. <laughs> and the it's funny down there. <laughs> the funny thing about that rabbit is that that's not like that's not like a, a wild rabbit. <laughs> it's not like a hare you would see running through your yard. That is like a big floppy eared magician's rabbit. It does look like a magician's Ooh, rabbit. It's googie. Yeah. It's googie. It's oh, googie. No. Yes. Uh, thanks, Keith. Uh, then Herman goes down shoulder deep into the hole and pulls out a pipe. <laughs> and I, as I typed it down, I wrote, it, this is important, I assume. Uh, he pulls that pipe out and he's like, hey, Pop, I got the ball here. And Herman's like, oh. And then he gets up. It's like, what a great game. And to think when I'm a member, I'll be doing this every day. <laughs> he walks God, up. Just imagine that. Oh, I know. Yeah. Also, for those who don't play a lot of golf, there is a little cup in there so that it doesn't just go into the ground. Yes. <laughs> it's not a bottomless pit where the ball goes. Yeah. So Herman mm-hmm. just punched as we can't find the ball. Hmm, it's not in here. I'm just going to keep going deeper until I find it, <laughs> which is an interesting way to do it. Um, He walks off and then water starts erupting out of the <laughs> hole. Uh, where he pulled out that pipe and I'm like, Oh my God, this is awesome. Fade two. grandpa, Marilyn and Lily in the living room. Lily just hopes those rude people didn't embarrass Herman. And grandpa says that place isn't for them. And Herman will say that when he gets home from work, he knows it. Marilyn laments that they all thought it was great when they won the contest, but it just wasn't what we hoped for. Herman comes home and he looks bummed. He's not dressed up like a golfer anymore. He's dressed up like Herman. Lily runs over, tries to talk about the country club, but Herman's like, shut your goddamn mouth. Don't mention that place. <laughs> it's too sad. I can't handle it. Herman tells grandpa to read the afternoon paper. And then we get the reading of a newspaper. Fiend desecrates golf course in early morning. And there's a picture of the destroyed green. That was Ill- There's no way. So we'll talk about it after this. Inhuman footprints were found this morning on putting greens at the Mockingbird Heights Country Club. Enormous groups, enormous gouges taken from the earth and caused flooding. Greenskeepers in state of shock. And then Grandpa goes, gee, Herman, what does this mean? Because Grandpa knows what happened. He knows immediately. Herman has a look on his face like he knows what's going on, too. Yes, he does kind of look like he That was my my next thing. Does Herman genuinely not know that he did this because he left it looking like that? And they must have only played one hole because you think the whole course would be destroyed. Or yes. is it like, you know, five scenes ago when everyone's trying to make up soft excuses to not join the country club? Like, oh, I'll scare all the boys. And Lily's like, oh, it'll ruin our family. Is Herman using this as a way f- to let everyone down gently or to like not admit that he was wrong? Right. I, I thought he had a look on his face where he was like, yeah, I know who they're referring to in this article. Also, great job by the newspaper. He he 
went golfing and just came home and they already had the afternoon paper out with the well, whole I think article he went to work it. first because he was at work. Well, yeah, Eddie walks in with them. So Eddie, I maybe was bring your kid to work. Must too. have been. So, um, because that Herman says, you know, he turned down, uh, it, it means I, we're not joining that country club. I'm not going to mm-hmm. jeopardize the safety of my family when they allowed some madman to run loose. <laughs> so that was the point where I'm like, does Herman truly not realize that he did this? Or is he saying this to not look foolish? Right. I think, yeah, that's that's the because he kind of plays it both ways. So it's hard to tell. It is hard to tell. Well, when he says he he let them keep the money to fix it and do the repairs, then I kind of was leaning back towards the fact that he knew what was going on. He didn't get he any money. Admit it. No, but he's, they were going to give him the five thousand dollars or something instead. He goes, no. "Oh, I told him they could keep the money for, to to do work." No, because Herman says he turned down the membership, and Grandpa thinks it's a shame to turn down a five thousand dollar prize, which is what the membership was. Mm-hmm. And Herman says, no, just use that money to repair the damaged course. It's not that we're going to give them $5,000 to pay for the membership, right? Because in that mm, episode way, gotcha. scene way I, back I then, they, yeah. they were gifting money. Kevin Spacey was not happy with that. Mm-hmm. I got what you're saying. Yeah. So Lily's glad Herman didn't run into that fiend this morning. And Herman X shook. He's like, oh. Mm-hmm. And then, then I was thinking, well, maybe Herman doesn't realize it was him. Yes. Because he gets yeah. scared. He gets real scared. Yeah. Because if he ever I forgot, ran, I forgot about that. Because if he ever ran into such a frightening creature, it'd scare him out of a hundred years' growth. I didn't understand that joke, but I was like, "All right, um, he's still growing." I guess I <laughs> that'd be a fun episode gonna, where you see like the notches on the wall where they draw how tall Herman is every year. They measure him. I mean, he's eventually going to be kaiju size. Yeah, eventually, before, yeah, kaiju Herman, <laughs> kaiju Herman. Uh, Grandpa walks up. <laughs> Puts his hand on Herman's shoulder and Herman jumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I was like, Herman's truly afraid of this fiend because it's not him. <laughs> I'm like, all right. They can't figure out what to do with this show. Commercial break. When we come back. Now remember, credits can roll at any moment now. Back Should have already. To, long ago. Yes. Yeah. Uh, back to Grandpa, Herman, and Lily, and Herman is golfing in the living room again. Lily is frustrated. Aren't you tired of golf already? Which is such a weird stance to take because the golfing and the country club are two separate things. They're, yeah. It's not exclusive, but they're not mutually exclusive. So Herman, he knocks the ball well, and it zooms off and breaks some shit. And then Herman's like, well, one day he may find a golf club worth joining. And it wouldn't hurt to keep up with his chip shots. Herman, it's another one, and it bounces and ricochets all over the place, and it ends up in Grandpa's ear again. And then yes. I'm like, "Do we do credits here?" Oh, of course not. Grandpa pulls Herman over and says, "Do me a favor and don't ever take up bowling." <laughs> credits here. Jeez. Oh no, heaven forbid. Because then Herman looks around and he's like, "Oh, I get jokes." Bowling. (laughs) (laughs) He starts laughing. He slaps Grandpa on the shoulder, and the ball shoots out of his ear and flies out the window, breaking it. Credits here. No. Herman looks around and he gets pissed off for (laughs) some reason because the window broke. I don't know. I've seen them dude punch through a window to pull out weeds before. (laughs) That's true. He just everything broke his couch earlier. So. (laughs) <laughs> so he looks around, gets frustrated, and bends a golf club into a pretzel. Credits! Yep. 
like six jokes to get to the credits, man. They had the bowling is was gold. They should have just stopped right with that. Oh, yeah. If that's a teaser for the next episode, I would love a Herman bowling episode. <laughs> um, Grandpa scaring him was a great end of it. Yeah, could have been. Yeah. Could have been. Mm. Well, gents, that was season one, episode 30. 30. Oh, my God. We only got eight wow. more to the season. Season one, episode 30, Country Club Monster. What did you guys think? Tibbis, what did you think? You've been awfully quiet over there. Uh, Yo, this is probably one of my uh, favorites from season one. So I I had a really good time rewatching this. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I kind of enjoyed it, too. It's got that cartoony qualities to it. Uh, It feels like two different episodes at a time mm-hmm. because we have the the lily and grandpa stuff and then we got the herman stuff afterwards so it's like two episodes two like they had whoever wrote this tibble tribble wibble dale gribble whatever it was he, mm-hmm. he thought of something and he's like wouldn't it be awesome if we did this episode what about this episode and then it's like well let's make it all one episode yeah i mean i almost think it's like they were like oh we gotta we're gonna there's a serious episode here about like the country club being rude to Lily and grandpa and all this. And they're like, Oh crap. We're, we're a comedy. Let's get mm-hmm. down to Herman doing stupid stuff. My wife is always more interested in the episodes where they are out and about doing things. So mm-hmm. This one definitely was in her wheelhouse. This is more so yeah. than some others. This is almost all entirely out and about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think it's kind of a missed opportunity because we never actually see Herman interact with any of the people mm-hmm. at the club. I think that would have been nice. Um, but yeah, I, I like seeing grandpa like hanging out with the bartender, like them actually yeah. being like kind of like buddies. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I love that too. I, I feel like, you know, this is another strong episode. We might be getting to like the golden age of the monsters here. I, I feel like we've had a pretty good trend yeah. in the last three episodes three, or so. Three, four episodes in a row that have been pretty good. I think mm-hmm. there were some missed opportunities here because remember when I was like all worried that yes. they were going to do something. They they had an opportunity to make a statement on that sort of culture and didn't with True. that country club and how they were anti-Semitic and racist and excluded people and all stuff. And been a great opportunity for that, but they didn't do that either. So True. Oh, well. that's true. I'm happy. They just didn't do anything racist. So that's nice. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a victory <laughs> in, unto itself. Yes. <laughs> I got grandpa not saying any certain terms during that whole thing. Ooh, man. Not saying what? Yep. Any certain uh, question. Oh, terms. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Grandpa's usually good for a slur of some variety. Stay away mm-hmm. from that, which is good. Uh, and then what else did grandpa do? Oh, grandpa had that. They haven't seen a swing since they hung my cousin. Yes. Or whatever. Yeah. Whenever there's an episode where grandpa says something weirdly dark, I kind of always <laughs> like that. So. <laughs> Very dark. Very dark. Yeah. And we had the episode stealer in my opinion of eddie going <laughs> yes that was great and i don't know if you saw the closed caption it even said laughs like herman in closed caption <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that is a highlight that's definitely one of the best jokes of the whole show as well it's like just seeing him his dead-eyed stare at herman's first attempt at a joke and then <laughs> trying to recover by laughing like him still with dead eyes it's yeah. like so funny herman pulling out the dad joke and then you yeah. know it doesn't even get a, a grin out of his son <laughs> and he was happy to let that one go by but herman he ain't having it yeah that one hit a little too close to home yeah <laughs> well we got a few reviews on imdb 
and Ooh, I'll nice. just there's they're both good, so I'll take the highest ranking one, which is a nine out of ten. Holy mm. shit, it's long. A poke country mm. club snobbery. This is from December 2007. Hey, folks, country clubs are not really as snotty as TV like to portray them. I've met a lot of nice <laughs> people in them over many <laughs> This is oh. This is a review that's not going the way you thought it would. You get the normal amount of idiots as you would at any organization. Nonetheless, TV and classic era films love to show the members as ultra snobs. Hey, maybe they were back in the old days. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> back in the old country. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Recap, recap, recap. Recap. Thankfully, nobody saw what happened until later, which leads to the conclusion. No. Yeah, just all recap. Mm-hmm. Um, no, nine out of ten. No real third thoughts or. Uh, no, let's see if the eight out of ten has any thoughts. Oh my god, this is one entire sentence, uh, and it's a paragraph. I remember when's a country club membership at the membership to mingle with the upper classes when we were little and grandpa are dressed fashion for. Two months salary. That part is a standard Munster's fair. Uh, the parts with Herman playing golf were really hilarious. Fred Gwynn had some real Agreed. comic chops. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. I highly recommend the Three Stooges episode. The three, the mm-hmm. little beers, three little beers uh, where they also play golf with mass destruction ahead. Is that a, uh, like, are they talking about the show, Three Stooges, or yes. like mm-hmm. an episode of the Munsters nope. where they like have the, no, the Three Stooges? A- yeah, there's an episode of Three Suits where they go golfing that I think is, I think you end up seeing a lot of pictures online and stuff. Yeah, the, they got like the, silly the knickerbockers outfits. on and the yeah. hats. Okay. Oh, now nice. we have to do this. Way back 30 episodes ago, there was a babysitter oh. that came over. 30 episodes. God, it's almost a year's worth of weeks. <laughs> 30 like years worth of weeks. My God. <laughs> That's like 52 or something. Almost 52. It feels like it. I said it's nearly a year's worth of weeks. So 30 episodes ago, there was a babysitter that came over to watch Eddie while the rest of the family went to a, a, a costume party, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That babysitter was unflappable. Nothing shook her. Nothing spooked her. Nothing could break that woman. But something's going <laughs> to break that woman. So yep. I ask, what in this episode would have broke the babysitter. I th- I think if he wants to do it, guess first. I think after all these weeks together, uh, her and grandpa are getting along pretty uh, swimmingly. So I think Ooh. when he got thrown out as, you know, she's, she's there helping him try to swindle people out of money. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> she got thrown out. I like that. She's banned <laughs> from the country club now for gambling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For activities unbecoming a woman. You know, but it hurts even more. It's grandpa didn't even mention her when he nope. got back. He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> did not. Yeah. She's she's over there. She's doing like pickpocketing and stuff while he's playing coconut <laughs> shells. Well, she's got a resort. You know, she hasn't been babysitting in a while. So she's got a resort to. <laughs> yeah. She's got to get that cash somehow. Make money, money, money. Uh, I think it's when, uh, you know, it, you know, she stops by the house and. She always hears Herman like getting all, you know, angry about whether he's going to win or not this thing. She's like, what's going on? But she hears him say that he hasn't won anything since those, he got those facials. Mm. And she's like, damn, like, she's like, wait a minute. He won free facials. They gave me free facial gift certificates for Christmas <laughs> last year. 
<laughs> they just re-gifted. Good they lord. Did. Yeah. I think that, you know, I think I mentioned this last. She's kind of a seismic. Um, she's been keeping track of the tectonic plates and stuff. Yep. It's her hobby. No, she likes she's she's kind of a seismic <laughs> event herself. Yes. But, you know. No, 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 no. She's perfectly fit. And yeah, no, nothing about her. You know, she, it's her hobby. And she really likes checking on on these things. And um, nobody believed her last week about the horrible yeah, seismic earth flying off its axis, maybe possibly uh, sending us out into space away from the sun. But uh, she went to the mountains for a little bit, but she came back this week. She's like, all right, I'm fine. It's, it's cool. We're probably going to be, we can survive for another hundred years or so. I won't have to worry about it. Not my problem. Um, and then she gets back on her scanner and she noticed um, a lot of shaking and it's coming directly from the house mm. and it's shaking. The plates are starting to move again. And she goes and looks downstairs and there's a hole just drilling straight down into the earth's core, deep, deep, <laughs> deep, deeper than she could even fathom. And her eyes go wide and she realizes that once again, the earth has been sent fearing into another direction oh, of space. No. She starts to tear her head out, her out, knowing that nobody will ever believe her. You can hear Herman mm. laughing as it echoes down through the funnel. Nice. Um, so she yeah, runs slow motion up the mountains again and to live out the rest of her days. Nice. <laughs> I think she's at home. She's trying to relax. She's so proud of her husband. He just started his new job and he comes in and he is, he's just shook. She's like, what happened? You know, you, this is your dream job being the greenskeeper at the country. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just like, I started at six 30 before I even got there. Some fiend destroyed the first green. Some fiend destroyed it. Some fiend, some fiend. He can't stop saying it. It's like fiend, fiend, fiend. He's oh, in the corner God. shaking, just fiend, fiend, fiend. She's like, oh, my God. And that is what broke her. Because she's like, oh, we're going to have a good life. She's going to be able to retire from babysitting. Mm-hmm. Not this. <laughs> nope. She's got to get back on that grind. Somebody's got to pay the bills. Years. Yep. He got get his dream job as being a, a groundskeeper. Oh, yeah. well, that's the first oh, well of the day. That's pretty good. That's a good that's episode. Good. When you do one oh well. Yes. Yeah. It comes at the very end. I mean, that's perfect. It is. Yeah. What better way to wrap it up with it? Oh well. I, sorry, guys. Oh, what? Sorry. Sorry, guys. Isn't it the other one that was? I don't remember. Oh. It was so long ago. No, I think that got edited I it out. I can't yeah. remember. Oh, whoops. I don't think that reference will make it into the final cut. I don't think it will. Oh, but what we should do. Uh, with our final cut is we should let people know we're talking what we're talking about <laughs> we should let people know <laughs> what we're up to and i Those think the monsters. i think tibis <laughs> should get to go first because yes. uh he's our our guest he came along for the ride and you really were along for the ride i, I we get on a roll and i don't think we gave you two minutes to breathe in there tibis i apologize <laughs> Oh, this has been a great time. But I think what you should do is you should let other people know uh, where to find you so you, they can get more of your insights on this this show. Well, uh, you can find me at uh, the Munster Cast. You know that really well thought out name that definitely comes right up when you Google it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I believe we will be talking about the documentaries that come on the box set. When, oh, uh, oh, wow. This week happens. Nice. Great. And uh, we also have another show called Operation Babel, which uh, we are bringing out of, you know, 
brushing the dust off of it basically right, nice. uh where we just talk either uh we either watch some movie that mike is torturing me with um <clears throat> it, oh we watch society <laughs> oh that movie's just crazy oh my yeah, god it is. what movie uh society <laughs> oh i don't know it it's oh man oh. you're just watching normal tv is that what you're doing <laughs> <No>. <laughs> think of the opposite of that yeah it's mm. um very goopy and very incestuous yeah. that's weird incestuous yeah. goop uh, oh, is this know. house of dragon what <laughs> uh yeah so mike tortures me with uh usually a movie on there but sometimes we talk you know local uh not local uh recent pop culture stuff nice so. okay nice yeah you guys should check it out and uh yeah they, they've got some deep cuts like that the marine world marine land thing i've never even heard of that the monsters did that and they've talked oh, about yeah. um the honored pilot man i love that when you guys start talking <laughs> about the colorization thing at the end of that episode <laughs> if it is it hard or not and, you know I, I started laughing i just i don't know why I, I was very very respectable to this you're standing up for it <laughs> <laughs> they were not having it it was it was funny i loved it oh that pilot <laughs> yes. Oh, that on pilot's a uh, big pilot trash. <laughs> <laughs> At least the Eddie portion. That oh is my god! Oh. I still nightmares about that because it is so. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, dude! <laughs> You're gonna have to kill me a million times before I put on that thing. Hey, kill me! Hey, it looks sissy. Hey. Like, oh my god! Who wrote this? So what do you guys think of the pilot? Uh, notes. Uh, let's give Eddie some fun lines <laughs> yeah. instead of trying to kill everybody. Do you have to have this kid? <laughs> okay, we have to have him. All right, let's make him entertaining. All right. Now, what would have been fun if they kept him like that, but every episode they like launched him into the sun via catapult. <laughs> like, that's how they went to credits every episode. It's like, where's Eddie? He's muff- It's like got a sock in his mouth. <laughs> just, just launch him over the trees like the golf ball. Yeah, you know, maybe they still filmed the scenes like that, but they just cut them every time. Maybe he's been lucky. <laughs> I think oh, they just released Eddie. him into the country club. Yeah, yeah. he's going nuts. Yeah, <laughs> they just kill him every episode. Oh my god! How about you, Keith? What do you got going on this week? Well, let's see. I got a little show called "That Was Great," wasn't it? Sure was. Uh, yeah, everyone is familiar, and even Tivis and his uh, future future guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming on and hanging out, we are watching 1989's uh, The Cry Kid, and uh, I look, Tivis and I saw an episode that seemed to have told us everything was supposed to go on, but left more questions uh, out there. And I, folks, watch them all. There's continuity. You need to you need to pay attention. <laughs> Check it out. That was great, wasn't it? Uh, you find it wherever you find podcasts. Nice. What about you, Terry? Oh, I've got another show I do called Run the Real. Uh, we do movies. Uh, it's a kind of like a category thing. So we'll pick a theme mm-hmm. like shark movies or like superhero movies, pre MCU movies, that kind of thing. Um, it, it's fun. So yeah, check it out if you're interested. It's a, it's a good time. Still on hiatus? Uh, yeah, so I was going to mention it this time. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so it's still on so hiatus. So you had the setting thing. I was like, oh, it's mm-hmm. back. Yep. I felt like I was being a broken record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back someday. That's, you know what? That's the fun of the show is that, yeah, sometimes we just stop for months at a time and you never know. <laughs> so, sometime after the 70 episodes of the Monsters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only way you'll know is if you listen to <laughs> every episode. Monster Hunters. Yeah. Keep coming back every week. You don't, don't subscribe to Run the Reel. Just wait oh, no, until no, Terry no, says no. it's back and then just mm-hmm. go download it. 
well, yeah, step one, subscribe to Monster Hunters. And then that's when you'll know when Run the Real comes back. Yes. And then you can subscribe. And then as soon as we're on hiatus, unsubscribe. And then, yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. That's how I do everything. Yep. Uh, and then for me, I, all I got is this, this and that Patreon. Uh, so head on over to Monster, Monster Hunters, Patreon.com slash Monster Hunters or MonsterHunters.com slash Patreon. Either one will get you to the same spot. And that is our Patreon bonus content palooza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. We with, just recently had a Halloween episode. We did have a Halloween ish episode, didn't we? Where we talked mm-hmm. about Werewolf by Night and it took a quiz. We took a quiz to determine oh, yeah. if we were a monster or an atom. And I think the results may shock you. That <laughs> that that is my uh that's my clickbait ending to that. Mm-hmm. But just check nine that. out of ten doctors would agree with the results that we got. I think so too. Uh so just you know. Do that. And then uh, yeah. Monster Hunters on the socials, Monster Hunters at Gmail, MonsterHunters.com. We're the Monster Hunters. Yeah. Hit us up. Is this the golden age of the Monsters? Are we hitting the stride? We're, we're getting into the good quality, high level comedy it's known for? I hope so. I hope so. Now that you said that, though, Terry, you've been like all praising it. I have a feeling it's just going to fall into a pit <laughs> of uh, dismal despair. Oh. <laughs> And I'll never be the same after that. Yeah, I think that'll break me. If that happens, yeah, I'm just going to, I'll go and say, I'll rip my hair out. Every time Terry hypes it up, I'm like, oh, all right, I'm going to go to the Monster Cast real quick, find out. Oh. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a bad part about, not the bad part about the Monster Cast, but Tivis and Mike are so far ahead of us that we, it's hard to, like, <laughs> I haven't listened to many episodes because I don't want to spoil anything, right? I, I think the last one I listened to was, oh, which one was it? The one with uh, Googie and uh... oh, Googie. Yeah, well, everyone's favorite Googie. But yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> what a name, Davis and Mike. They're done with what we're doing. We're like, yes. we're like old hat. They're like amateurs. They're calling us rookies over there. Mm-hmm. Well, well, machines over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're just cranking out the content. We're we're wallowing in our own filth. Yeah, you guys should check out their YouTube. They actually have like face cams and stuff. You can see oh them my live. God, like professionals. And, no, oh, please. and how could I forget they got Daniel Roebuck on their show? That's yeah, pretty cool. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. You guys got the, the, the guy that played the guy in the movie. Mm-hmm. The count. <laughs> because, wow. Yeah, because he's not grandpa in the movie, is he? He's the count. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess if they make a second one, he'll be grandpa in that. And I'm assuming there'll be a, a huge birth scene like House, House of Dragons. Oh, like. Like the undead uh, centipedes. Like undead centipedes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, there's a hundred legs up in stirrups all pushing out babies. Oh, great. Now I can't sleep. <laughs> <You know, laughs> what we need to do is we need this episode. Like we end every episode, gang. Hello. I'm Mr. Red. A horse is a horse, of course, oh, of course, and no one knows about a horse, of course, of course, that is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. Mr. Ed. Go right to the source and ask the horse, he'll give you the answer that you endorse. He's always on a stand, of course, talk to Mr. Ed. Go yakety-yak the streak and waste your time a day. But Mr. Ed will never speak unless he has something to say. Um, A horse is a horse, of course, of course. And this one will talk to his voice, his horse. You never heard of a talking horse? (laughs) Well, listen to this. I am Mr. Ed. (laughs) What's awesome is that's Mr. Ed's voice at the end. 
The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gola, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Real. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Real on Twitter at Run the Real. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullen. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.